Hello everyone, it's your girl Teresa and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host Teresa Reese and normally how we do it, I would start with a poem from my book of poetry. However, what I wanted to do was just have an intimate conversation, even if it's one-sided because we're on a podcast, but anyway, <laughs> I want to have an intimate dialogue in terms of something that's been truly heavy on my heart. And so there will not be a letter to my future hubby. Um, I just wanted to talk to my audience. So um, this is called Quiet the Noise. So pretty much as I've been, my mother is still in the hospital. This is day five. And as I began to ponder on everything that is transpiring concerning my mom and all of the things that are coming to the forefront, um, what all she's had to go through while she's been in the hospital. Um, I've really been thinking about the noise. And so a lot of times whenever we are going through something, um, some people have a tendency, depending on what they're going through, they will actually place themselves in a position for noise to be all around them because they find that in that situation that it's easier for them and it serves as a distraction. And so this would not necessarily be to those who actually draw to the noise. Um, this is going to be to the people that literally need to quiet the noise in terms of all of the outside voices and opinions when it comes to how you are able to best deal with a tough situation. Um, because if you get too many voices in your head, that tends to cause confusion. And whenever you are confused, you cannot think straight in order for you to make a rational decision. And so I thought about that. I thought about in terms of all that I'm going through, all that I've been through, and where I currently am. And there is a lot of noise. So there are a lot of people that will provide their opinions of what it is that you should do in a situation, especially when it's a difficult situation. And the reason why it's imperative that you learn how to center yourself, that you learn how to draw from the answers within is because if you're not careful, you could be guilty of following the wrong voice. And by following the wrong voice, depending on your situation, that could cost you your job, that could cost you your income, that could cost you your sanity, um, it could cost you a lot. And so you gotta learn how to quiet the noise. So if you are not one of those people that likes to meditate, um, it's a really good thing to kind of get into the practice of doing something similar to meditation. So if you don't truly like meditation, um, then find something similar. Maybe journaling is your answer. Maybe listening to very soft music. So I noticed in the past few days, because I've literally, if I'm not on the phone with my mom, I am in the presence of my mom. And so what I've noticed is that when I come home, I have to decompress. And so by decompressing, that may mean play soothing music just so I can get me a few hours of sleep. And I mean, solid sleep so that I can prep for the very next day. 
or battle. Because you never know when you're dealing with the medical field, what is going to happen, what they're going to say. Um, so you got you just got to be mentally prepared for whatever. Um, and especially with us going into day five, I know that I cannot go up there as an emotional wreck. I know that I have to literally quiet the noise, quiet, you know, the all of the what ifs, because Whenever, you know, someone has been hospitalized for that long amount of time, the what ifs tend to creep in unaware. And so I found myself having to literally figure out a way to quiet that noise of the what ifs because I cannot operate in fear. I have to still like project positive, a positive outcome, even if right now everything is literally up in the air. We don't know what is about to take place. We don't know what diagnosis they're going to get my mom or diagnoses. We don't know if it's going to be plural or singular. All we know is that right now, this is day five. And that although some of the symptoms have lessened, there's more major symptoms that are starting to manifest. And so Trying to take a moment to center myself to ensure that when I get up there, I am the best version of myself while I am dealing with the doctors, while I am dealing with the nurses, while I am dealing with my mother and her emotional state, while I'm able to answer questions. It's a lot. Um, while I'm able to deal with my siblings, you just have to like count up all the cost. And so some people may feel as if the route that you take, well, you should not have taken that route. So I'm going to shed you. And I'm going to bring you into my world for a moment. So a lot of people don't like Facebook, but my mother knows a lot of people. And so because she knows a lot of people and I don't know all of them personally, I use that as my way of communicating to the masses that she was in the hospital because I wanted to petition prayers. Now, initially, it was like, why did you do that? Why did you do that? Why did you post it on Facebook? Now, over time, day five, it's like, I'm glad you posted it on Facebook. And hey, can you add this when you're updating the Facebook? Now, some people would have been like, and I'm sure to each his own, literally to each his own. But I am a person who believes in corporate prayer. I am also a person who knows that I am one human and that I cannot do this by myself. So the amount of comfort, encouragement, and reassurance that my mother needs while she's in the hospital, me as an individual would not, I don't have the capacity to cater to that. But what I do have the ability to do is ensure that even when I literally need to reset and regroup, get my mind right, that I have positioned other pieces on the board to make sure that her needs are still going to be met. And I'm new at this. I have not, I haven't been in this situation. My mother is 63 years old and I have not been in a position where she's been in the hospital for an extended amount of time. So this is a learning curve. And it's one of those things that you will never know until you are right snap dab in the middle of it. And so I literally had to tell myself, Okay, so now that we're here and now that you pretty much are seeing all the moving parts, you need to sit down or lay down and figure out a way to quiet the noise because other people may handle their situation or a similar situation differently. 
But when you get into the mindset or if you allow yourself to get into the mindset and start doing that comparison of, well, I wouldn't do this if that or I should, you know, or you should. When you get into that, it can put the individual who's going through in a totally different moment, in a totally different just thought process that may not be healthy for the circumstances at hand. And so what I had to do is figure out a way to quiet the noise. For me, it was soothing music so that I could sleep and I could um, have that really deep sleep, even if it is for just three hours before I have to jump up, get ready and go back to the hospital. It allowed me to kind of get all of the noise out of my head, get all of the what ifs out of my head to quiet the fear um, so that that way, literally, when I show up, I'm showing up for my mom and whatever she needs me for, whoever she needs me to call, I'm able to decrease so that the needs are being met. And she literally feels as if she is being taken care of, even if for some time she feel at some time she feels like the hospital may not be doing the best that they could be doing. At least when I show up now, she's like, whoo, I can breathe or I can rest assured that things are going to be handled. And so when you are taking care of your parents or when you're taking care of your grandparents and the people that you love, your siblings, um, it does require that you create a safe space for even yourself, even yourself, so that you are not trying to do it all alone. And let's just say for whatever reason, if you're the only child and you do have to do it alone, it's equally important for you to find a way for you to also um, make time for you, make time for you to shed those tears, make time for you to be able to um, contact someone, even if it's just for you to vent, make time for you to be able to journal. Um, if you do meditate, give yourself time to meditate, even if it's just 15 quick minutes, give your time yourself time to be able to process what it is that you're going through. Remember, you're going through it. It is not the end all to be all. We all go through. Either somebody is about to go through, either someone is currently going through, or someone just came out. Either way it goes, everyone goes through something. Right now, what I'm going through is my mother in the hospital. Next week, there's no telling what, what I'm going through is going to look like. And so I want to make sure that I am present in the moment. And so that's what I wanted to offer today. I wanted to offer you encouragement and just be mindful that this is anything that you're going through. You're not alone. You're not alone. Now, it may feel like you are alone, but you're not alone. And so literally nine times out of 10, somebody may be going through something similar of what you just went through because it's the Bible says that there is nothing new under the sun. So either somebody's going through something similar or they just went through it. So please be encouraged. Trouble doesn't last always. And they, I know it does say weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. The, the real truth is, is that we never know how long the night is going to last. And our current in our current situation, guess what? The night thus far has lasted for five days. So I hope that you have the most amazing evening, morning, or afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. 
but do me a huge favor and please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.